You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But we got what it takes for the circle to break. Revolution lives in me. Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through all of life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so thankful that you're here. So last week, I had on Richard Rudd, the creator of Gene Keys, and he is such an amazing soul. I loved that episode so much. It just lit me up. And I mean, a week later, I'm still buzzing from the conversation. So I'd love for you to check it out. But at the end of his episode, we talked about his new program called The Dream Arc, which is uh, like you'd have to go and listen because it'd be hard for me to sum up in the intro of the show uh, that you'll have a better understanding after this episode, but it's basically like how to use your dreams for enlightenment and for healing and um, using animal symbolism in them and even how to like weave your dreams with your friends. It's a really, really cool program, but he, uh, and also there's a link for that in my show notes for this episode and for his, it's also in the link of my bio on Instagram, if that's easier for you. Uh, It doesn't give you a discount, but it. I get a little incentive for it. So it goes to a good cause. (laughs) Um, It would mean so much to me if you checked it out, but there's also tons of other programs on there, like the Venus sequence, which is all about love, how you get triggered in love, how you can be more love in your life. There's a a course on prosperity on there as well. And tons of other like free sources also that are just you could spend so much time on the site. It's amazing. So you can click that link to check all that out. But I wanted to say really quick that I haven't even begun the dream arc. I just signed up and it's been, it's been exactly a week actually since I've signed up and every single night 
I have had animals in my dreams just since signing up. And I was not dreaming about animals prior. And there wasn't like, I'm not thinking about this before I go to bed or anything. There's like something kind of like with plant medicine. Once you sign up, the ceremony pretty much starts then. You start paying attention then because that's when like the medicine starts to work and it starts to uh, show you things. So I feel like that's how this course is working for me. And uh, so like, and I'll get into it with our guests today, but I've been having dreams about dogs a lot, snapping turtles, foxes, and um, I'll, I'll, you know, pick her brain on that towards the end of the episode, but there's something to, there's something to this course. It is really powerful. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to actually begin it. I'm waiting for uh, my Layla Martin tantric course to have a little vacation so that I can, can get this up and going. But uh, today we're having on Richard's partner in the course, the, uh, the woman that helped him create it. And she's an inspirational artist. She created um, the Oracle deck wisdom keepers, which is a really cool Oracle deck. She's also an author, a teacher, a blossoming guide and ordained spiritual counselor with a master's in expressive arts therapy, a doctorate in intuitive listening, and the creative arts, and many years experience and training in gene keys and human design. Her deepest intention is to provide empowering tools for people to awaken their inner wisdom keeper and bloom into their authentic selves. An avid permission giver, pressure dissolver, and embracer of the unknown, she believes we are literally designed to blossom, and the more each of us radically trusts, honors, and expresses our true nature, the more magic we can create together. Please help me welcome Rosie Aronson to Untamed and Unashamed. Hello, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, Richard Rudd last week sung your praises, and I just I'm I'm a huge fan of your artwork as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting how sometimes you can look at someone's artwork and like really feel their soul and feel what type of being they are. So I feel like on some level I kind of have already experienced you. So I'm excited to to have some heart time today. Um, I'd love to hear about, so we, you know, and I know you listened to Richard's episode, we kind of touched on dream art towards the end of the show, but he, he wanted to leave it uh, really for you to speak on. And so uh, I'd love to just dive into the dream arc and you can, you know, kind of enter that in any way that you'd like, but really um, what I'd love to focus on is how, it can be an antidote to so much of the suffering and disconnect that's taken hold of our world and how it's been healing for you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was so fun to hear your conversation with Richard and about your yeah. dreams and your own connections to animals. And I hope we get to hear more about that. Yeah. too. Yeah. I'd love to dive into that. Yeah. So God, you know, where to start? It's it's kind of a funny thing with the dream arc when people are like, oh, Rosie, what are you working on? And I, I'm like, where do I begin? Because it yeah. is a huge and vast world and it contains so much. Mm -hmm. So I might need your help to kind of pull out different aspects of it. But I could start by saying, um, I don't know about you, but I, I am feeling that we are moving through some very intense times. Yeah, and I know I'm not alone. You know, these, these the the level of divisiveness, 
um, the disconnect people are feeling, the social isolation, the free-floating anxiety, the the terror about our future. It's um, the aggression that's coming out. I know you live in Texas. You've also been experiencing some of the, the horrible tragedies that are happening, the things that we humans are capable of doing to each other mm-hmm. when we forget who we are and we forget where we've come from and we forget that we're all in this together. Yeah. And so many of the amazing teachers, including Richard Rudd, who are really speaking to these times as these big, this big grand shift that we're all moving through that sometimes can get a lot worse before the new can emerge where the shadow is just kind of like bursting, bursting in front of all of our eyes to the point where like we're experiencing empathy, you know, exhaustion. It's like it's just so hard to just keep up with all of the tragedy and to even know what we can do about it. Um, a lot of these amazing teachers are talking about the importance of, you know, uh, reconnecting with each other, reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with beauty, um, reconnecting with ancestral wisdom, with indigenous mm-hmm. wisdom, um, and finding ways to connect with our own intuition so that we can kind of navigate a lot of the conditioning forces, the polarizing conditioning forces that we're yeah. all kind of like being bombarded with all of the time mm-hmm. and for me the dream arc is is uh, a, it, an answer to those questions in terms of it gives us a how it's like how do, well how do we do that where do we begin how do I do it compared to how you might do it because we're all different we all have different ways of accessing our own knowing and we all have different things that we respond to yeah and so I feel like the dream arc is this incredibly wide and deep container that we're offering people with lots of tools and invitations that will help people individually kind of get in touch with their intuition and navigate not just their way through an online course, but their way through this world during these turbulent times. Yeah. So does that make sense? You're now a part of the dream arc team. Yeah. Right? You take it into your heart. You are including it in your own creative offering into the world. And in the meantime, we've invited in indigenous indigenous wisdom keepers from all over the world. That's so important. Artists and healers and uh, people who've done wild things, like go into like a dark cave for 14 days and learn from that experience. And people who've told their animal stories, their dreams. And so it's a real collective uh, creative offering full of inspiration and invitations for people. So how is that for a start? And then we can- Yeah, that's a great intro. <laughs> so I'd love to maybe, um, before we go a bit deeper into it all, um, can we talk about how on a personal level, because I loved how you invite, how you involved it on a macro level, but on a personal level, how we can use our own dreams to heal. And maybe um, you can give an example if you'd like, or you can just talk about, you know, the the psyche side of it. I love that. Okay, God, there's so many, so many ways, so many ways, but I'm just, I'll just think of a few things that just came up to me today as a result of your kind of telling me that that was something you'd like to explore together. So, okay. So let's say today is actually my first time being interviewed about the dream arc. 
you know, up until now, I've been like deep in the creativity cave, just doing my thing behind the scenes. I tend to be someone who feels more comfortable behind the scenes than in public. So, of course, I had some nervousness about this talk. And you've just spoken to Richard Rudd for an hour and a half. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to (laughs) say? Last night, I had this dream um, that. Uh, Richard Rudd and I and a group of people were about to have this big kind of sacred um, plant medicine ceremony up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful scenery and there was a beautiful river that kind of ran down in the valley next to the next to the mountain. Richard was on the farthest edge of the mountain and I was just kind of watching and getting ready and, you know, preparing myself internally. And then I noticed that the river started to rise behind him behind all of us and I started to and I have a lot of these kind of like you know catastrophe dreams and stuff so I'm not so it was okay I'm like god well I'm 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 only one who seems to be noticing this like no one else seems to be concerned and then the river got so high that it kind of became like this giant tidal wave and then it came towards us and it just washed Richard off the off the mountain so Richard just got washed away and I went into, you know, I went into a total panic. I'm like, I, I love him so much. I was so worried about him. So I cl- I'm climbing down the mountain. I'm looking for Richard everywhere. And uh, I finally find him and he's okay. He's totally fine. He's just a little bruised and a little, you know, a little dirty, but he's looking forward to going home. But what I noticed was in the dream, I was thinking both like, God, nothing can happen to Richard because I love him so much, but also nothing can happen to Richard because I don't know what I'm going to do with the dream arc if he's not here, if his voice isn't here. Mm. Um, Because I'm, you know, we complement each other. We're not the same. And it felt when I woke up this morning, there was a lot more to that dream, but I'll just share this one. When I woke up this morning, I'm like, okay, so that dream was revealing something to me about some feelings that I was having about this interview, about this next phase in my own process as a custodian of the dream arc. Mm -hmm. And um, this, it was a calling for me to kind of step into my own authority, trust in my own voice. Your own Richard. Yeah, and my own inner, inner Richard. Richard. Yeah, <laughs> or just Rosie, right? Because you know we're different. We're different humans, and it, yeah. I think it actually empowered me to have a conversation with you in email before we talked. And that's just one one like tiny example. Yeah. Um, but rich um, dreams, they show us what's going on. You know, yeah. they can show us what's going on in the collective. They can show what's what's going on inside of us personally. They can reveal fears that we're working through. They can help us kind of uh, rehearse and play out and work through issues that are difficult for us. Like, for example, I have a very dear friend. We were friends for 20 years, and I'm, I'm someone who tends to keep my friends for a very long time. I don't really have ruptures. Mm-hmm. And I needed to leave the Bay Area where I lived for 20 years. And I think it triggered a certain trauma for her in relation to her own experience with her mother's death. And she just cut me off. Mm-hmm. And so this was a few years ago. And for three years, I have been working it out in my dreams. Just wow. working it out. We meet each other. And each time, sometimes I'll express my sadness. Sometimes I'll express my anger. Sometimes I'll get to ask questions. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'm just, uh, or I'll get to say goodbye to her children who I love so much and I felt so connected mm-hmm. to or we'll, uh, we'll actually have a deeply forgiving process and agree to meet in the future. There's all kinds of things. And I think we're all having these kinds of dreams, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. We're working through things. 
Yeah. And then we have these, uh, like I had another dream, I don't know if there's time to share about it, but it was a beautiful dream that helped me me with my grief. Yeah. So this was right after my husband's mother died. This is very recent. And uh, before I went to bed, I actually asked for a dream. And I said, I, I would really love to have a dream where I was, where I can receive a message for my mother-in-law, who I love so much, just so I know she's okay, or ask her if she has anything she wants us to know. And uh, sometimes, sometimes it works when we ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, you know, it can take months or years, and suddenly that dream comes to us. And then learning how to remember our dreams is a whole practice. But this time, I really got the most amazing dream, and it was full of animals and uh uh light and she came with a very 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 clear message it's interesting when because um you're you were talking about people Mm -hmm. and um like for me with with animals um with the dream art like that had never showed up for me until I signed up for the program but like with people like your example of Richard um I always I guess I may have pulled this from Carl Jung, but I always like ask myself, what do they represent? And so like for Richard could have represented like a certain thing in your life. And like, I had a, oh my God, like a almost verbatim dream where a man that represents what Richard represents to you in my life, we were um, doing this like ceremony and water came just like in yours is huge wave. And I was like, I was trying to warn everybody because no one else was noticing. They were all just like cuddling. And I was like, there's this huge water coming. And the guy, Kyle, who's, who's a lot like, um, he's a younger version of Richard. It was like, Oh, don't worry. This house doesn't have walls on it. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't know what that meant. I'm still digging into it, but the wave sure enough came, didn't knock anybody, didn't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always ask myself like, what does that person represent? And then, cause like really they're, us you know and you you talked about how our dreams work things out for us it's my understanding that in plant medicine ceremonies our ego can still come online Mm -hmm. but in our dreams our ego does not get involved and so it's like our true Mm -hmm. emotions our true psyche our true unconscious like merging and I also feel that um, a lot of times in our dreams like you talked about grief with your friend um sometimes they're not even meant to like, I mean, you know, they're all up for interpretation, but sometimes it's just like purging. Like sometimes it's just a purge, you know, of grief or even anger. Um, Sometimes I have a dream where I get violent in the dream and I am like not a violent person at all. And I, and I like, it makes me feel icky in the morning. And then I realized that I was just purging some anger. Um, So, yeah. So I wanted to add all that to, to everything that you said. It was all really beautiful. But um, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear about the, yeah. the mother-in-law. Well, uh, let me just respond to what you're saying, because I think I'm starting in a very kind of like down to earth place. But of course, what you're saying is true. You know, every yeah. every aspect of the dream, you know, that the, the Richard was a part of me, that the, the river is me. Yeah, you know the, the, wash, water. the bruises on his skin are me, right? That yeah. it's all it's all us, and mm-hmm. there are lots of fun ways, and we invite people to do that inside of the dream art to play with that. Yeah, you know, to to write each dream out from the perspective of each of the components, each of the components mm-hmm. or players in the dream, as if it is us, the I am yeah. voice in mm-hmm. the present, and also to kind of recognize that the imagination. 
and the dreaming world that they speak this it's coming from the same source so mm-hmm. even if we only remember a little bit of our dreams if we just write it out this is also very Jungian, you know just to just make it up it's coming from the same place so maybe we know a little bit of what that person is thinking or feeling and then we just kind of evolve like what i could write the whole dream from richard's perspective i yeah. am I am sitting on the edge of the cliff. There is a river behind me that I'm not noticing. You know, I am, you know, I I could just go with that and see what happens and allow something to emerge for me that I wouldn't necessarily have known if I just looked at it only from my own perspective. And another thing you're saying, which I think is so true, is is the dream is... Uh, the dream time also gets us in touch. You're talking about purging, but just like all shadow. And what is what is shadow other than that which we have we have that has been forbidden to us? Let's just say yeah, it. That's a lost self. It's a lost self. Yeah, parts of our souls, and they all get to express themselves. And that includes the light. That includes the gifts. That includes the part of me that can write the symphony and. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they can speak very eloquently and all yeah. those things that maybe for me in my life were kind of forbidden. I was told mm-hmm. to stay in the closet, don't don't shine too Yeah, much. and I think a lot of times our lost selves, um, you know, they're so, um, they're so lost, they're so fragmented, they're so pushed down that the only time they really can show up is in our dreams. And so it's like such a, yeah. such a beautiful way to look at what's asking to be loved what's asking to be like it's it's ready to be loved if it's showing up you know um so it's I I feel like that's so much beauty of it as well but um another part like a part that really intrigued me that was on the DreamWork website was about how our body is a reservoir of timeless ancestral wisdom Mm -hmm. and I just like it it resonates so deeply but it's like one of those like where you like feel your mind expand at the thought of it you know like how much is stored in our dna and in our psyche and i know like i know trauma um zach bush i think it is Mm -hmm. teaches that trauma is stored in our dna for 14 generations so but you can also think about how wisdom is stored in our dna so i'd love to go into that with you and how that emerges in our dreams yeah I feel like you just answered it right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so beautiful. And there's so so little of our DNA that we've actually activated yet. So just imagine the reservoir. And I think Richard was also talking about, you know, the, uh, the entire evolution of our species is inside. We have the reptile. We have the single cell amoeba. Yeah. You know, we have everything inside of our bodies and they all carry memory. And, yeah. and we are stars. We have stardust in us. You know, you could say that we, we have we have galactic memory inside of us. And it's just about unlocking it. And that, that unlocking, that unleashing doesn't happen necessarily through the intellect. It happens when we allow ourselves to move into those right brain territories. And we allow ourselves to uh, be guided through the intuition and to be in constant communication with, with the whole, which is also... We are, we are the universe. If you look at things from a holographic, holographic perspective, you know, each, each cell of our body contains the whole. And I love what you're saying too, you know, we, we carry the trauma of our lineage. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the memory that we carry. And we also carry the, the remedy, the healing, the wisdom. Yeah. And, and, and we so often forget that as well. So we've got it all, you know, we have everything we need. And sometimes, you know, we think that we need to get knowledge or we need to get accumulate facts mm-hmm. um, or evidence 
that actually like we're surrounded by evidence. We are the evidence. We are kind of a living divine technology. And we have the capacity to connect with each other and to connect. Just like you were sharing um, in your conversation about how you have a friend that you tend to dream together with. Mm -hmm. You know, one of you will dream about one thing and then you'll dream about the same thing from a a slightly different thing, a slightly different perspective. I have similar experiences. It shows that we're also carrying memory together. Yeah. And and it, it's really not until we we open up and we allow ourselves to receive the messages coming to us from the birds and the trees and the earth and our best friends and our ancestors that our collective memory starts to come alive through us. Yeah. And you think about like there's multiple ways that that, you know, you think about how when you're in your mother's womb, you think about how like there's that story about how when she was in your grandmother's womb, how you were, there was a part of you already in her womb, you know? So like you think about the trauma that was uh, the trauma or the healing, the medicine that they were doing, whatever it was in their life that they were um, involved in. And then how, you know, that ripples down to future generations and how we are someone's ancestor and we are someone, you know, we're, um, curse breakers or medicine bearers, whatever it is for future generations. But it's also like really cool to think about how much we are made up of water and how Mm -hmm. water carries memory in itself and how like there's a YouTube video that you can watch where if you say loving things to your water, I love you. I'm so thankful for you. It turns into like beautiful snowflakes. But if you say um, like bullying things, if you say unkind things, the water actually fragments and like separates. And so you think about that, how we're made up of water and how like the water within us is, is doing that as well, based off of how we're speaking to ourselves or someone else is speaking to us. And then that's stored in the, the memory of the water, you know, like that's, that's really interesting to think about as well. It's very interesting. And it brings up this thing about how we can actually influence we can influence water we can influence matter through the mind we can influence memory we can influence the future you know we can remember a few a different future Mm -hmm. and during that and by doing that we can actually move towards that future simply by the attitude that we hold and one thing is to have like you know positive like to you know like oh i'm going to affirm and think positively but what 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 I'm hearing you say and what I have found is so important in relation to the dream arc and the gene keys in general and Jungian therapy or anytime you work with shadow has to do with loving what is, you know, loving, loving the parts of us that we tend to judge. Mm -hmm. So not just like, Oh, I'm just going to think good things about, about myself so that I can be good and perfect. And no, that doesn't work. No, no, it really doesn't work. It's yeah. it really like, and, and for me, this is the, the, the lesson of the lion who I know is also very important for you, which is mm-hmm. all about acceptance and self-love. Yeah. And it's only mm-hmm. from that place that we can actually start to change the molecules in the water in our bodies and on the yeah. planet. Yeah, because I, I, the way that Tantra teaches it as well, like, is that transformation does not work when you are coming from a place of fix it mentality, or I just can't think that it, it only works when you come from a place of self-love. And if you're coming from a place of self-love, that includes your entire self, your low vibrational thoughts that you yes. call them that, or your shadow selves, your lost selves. If you don't love them, embrace them and bring them, invite them to the table, mm-hmm. then you're staying fragmented and there's no healing there. Um, there was something, uh, there was something that you said 
um, the healing, uh, oh man, I didn't want to lose it, but, um, the future, uh, oh, the future. So it's also interesting about, you talked about dreaming a new future. It's interesting how that's what I love about internal family systems and about, um, tantric work as well is that when you heal your past, that is the memory that is stored. So Mm -hmm. like, it's, I don't want it to sound like bypassing, but it almost doesn't matter the trauma you experienced at five, if you go back and heal it, because it's no longer stored in your body Mm -hmm. in that uh, traumatic instance, it's, it's stored in a way of how you, how you now remember it as a, you can like go back and change the memory, you know, Mm -hmm. using internal family systems where you create a new outcome and then Mm -hmm. that gets stored in your body. And that, oh my gosh, I, it's, it's, it's not only life-changing and like mind boggling, but it's so incredibly powerful for that memory that's passed down you know, to future generations, but it, it, mm-hmm. I think it, it hasn't quite caught on or become, I don't want to say trendy, but like, it feels like people haven't quite um, started using it. And I, I don't know if it's because it seems too easy or it seems like, um, uh, like too woo woo, you know, like it feels like it's not, you know, there's, there's a lot of like healing techniques like Joe Dispenza and breath work that has like really caught on and become popular and like the ice bath, like things like that. But this part doesn't seem like it's quite become popular just yet, but I'm really excited for when it does, because it's so incredibly empowering because it also teaches us, um, like it brings the power within instead of without, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which aspect of that do you feel is not has not been adapted or embraced by popular culture? Because um, there's a lot of, you know, working through going working with the trauma, but is it more the, the understanding that you actually can create a new pattern and change the rules inside of your own? Yeah, and I think maybe the part, the reason why is because it it confirms that time isn't real the time isn't linear. Okay. And that's kind of like a construct that we are still holding on to, you yeah. know, it's like that black and white, like, boss, yeah. you know, and, and so I think that may be it. Um, so that really, like, if we go back and we change something, it will change our present and it will change our future. And it doesn't have to have the same kind of power yeah. over us. We can have it, we can rewrite our own stories inside right. of our bodies through the work yeah. that we do. I think this is super important what you're saying, and it's very connected to working with dreams as well. Yeah, because yeah. you know, that's like well, that's one of the wonderful ways to work with your dreams, especially mm-hmm. if you have a scary dream or a bad dream or some, a dream that you call that, mm-hmm. is that you can actually go back and rework it, relive it, recreate a new ending for it. Yeah, and this is all you know. You could do that from a lucid dream perspective, or you can do it just through your journaling. You can do it through yeah. your sort of family constellation. With you could do it through role playing. There's there's so yeah. many different ways. You can do it through your art making. Mm-hmm. And it can have an yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. So, more, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, just saying there. I I do feel that there there is more openness to. Um, there is a growing openness to the fact that, you know, there is really no time and space and that oh, it's all yeah. right now. So I think that we're, we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. We are for sure. <laughs> we are getting there for sure. Yeah. I think um, so much is crumbling of that structure yeah. so that, you know, 
we can open up more to that. And it's really exciting. And I think, um, you know, Richard talked about how uh, in the next couple of years, it's going to continue. And then there'll be this like invisible shift, you yeah. know, and, and how we can see that in Gene Keys as well. I'm, I am really excited to be here for it, uh, even though the crumbling isn't so easy. Uh, so I'm curious, though, because we've talked so much about dreams and how we can use them. But I'm sure there are some people listening who feel like they don't always remember their dreams or they don't really receive much meaning or they don't make sense. You know, they can't make sense of them in order to use them. So I'm curious how they can learn <laughs> to engage more in their dream life. Yeah. And this is definitely something that we invite a lot inside mm -hmm. of the dream arc. And, you know, Richard talks a lot about all the different alpha, beta, all the different like, you know, psychic states. And yeah. um, so there's a lot of information in there, but I can just say that First, the first thing I'd want to say is there there is the dreaming that we tend to think about as dreaming, which is when we're sleeping, mm -hmm. you know, during the REM stage. But there is waking dreaming. And in a way, we're living in a dream all the mm -hmm. time. Like mm -hmm. we're, and so the first thing I'd want to do is just kind of break all of us out of that way of thinking about dreaming, that there's only one way and you have to, <clears throat> and you have, to have your eyes closed. Uh, anytime you're imagining, you're dreaming. Anytime mm -hmm. you open up to an unknown and you're uh, you're interacting creatively with your environment or the people around you, you are in dream time. Yeah. So um, anytime you're making art, you're entering a dream state. Mm -hmm. So I just want to start by saying that. And then, you know, there are things that people can do to enhance their dream recall if they want that. And the most important thing to do is to just start paying attention to dreaming, to just start caring about it. Mm -hmm. Already there, that that's like almost all that matters. Yeah. Once we start caring about it, then we might, you know, before we go to bed, we might say, hey, tonight I'd like to remember just one thing from my dream. And it might be a color. It might be a smell. It might be a memory. It might be a, a phrase or just like a, a scene, like there, there's a, a bird on a rock with the blue sky. You know, that, that might be all you remember and you jot it down as soon as you wake up. And already you start to build your dreaming muscles. It's like, it's like a workout. You have to like build your muscles of memory. Mm -hmm. And then you can add your imagination to those little fragments that you're remembering. You can add your imagination. And let's say you do dream about an animal. Then you can use the Dream Art Codex and just look up that animal and say, okay, I dreamed about a bear. Well, I don't know what a bear means to me. And you could ask yourself, what are my own associations? Mm -hmm. Have I seen a movie about a bear that touched me? Does anyone in my life remind me of a bear? Uh, what are the words? What are the qualities that come to me when I think about bear? You know, I think strength. I think scary. I think big pause, I think, uh, Christ energy. And people have different associations for every for every animal. Yeah. Um, and then you can go to the codex and see what Richard has to say about it. There will be mm -hmm. meaning, there will be multicultural associations, there will be guidance. Mm -hmm. And then you, again, you add your own imagination to it, your own life experience, and then you start working it. So mm -hmm. like, I kind of see like the, you start with little dream seeds, you get good at just picking up one little tiny thing, and then you start massaging it, adding to it, getting information from the world. I Like, for example, I mean, I, I don't have to get into the whole thing, but I find that for me, it can take time for a dream to blossom mm. for me. It's meaning yeah. to blossom for me, right? So I might 
I might just, um, well, oh God, I can the do art it. of contemplation. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. the art of contemplation, exactly, which is like active imagination. Yeah. And, and I think that the dream art just like, it just gives people so much rich material to bounce yeah. off of, to integrate into their contemplative processes. It's no secret that shame-free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well-being. And accessible, expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women-powered resource for game-changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering Liz, Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy, I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelled A-E-R. It's called AIR. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice you will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products, so I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code JADE today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. To like summarize what you said, it's like really all about intention because spirit honors intention and honors what you show up for. So if you show up to your dream, to your sleep, with the intention to receive a message or to dream, it's, it's going to honor it, you know? And, um, I know for me, I had two kids back to back. And so there were a few years there where I know I was actively dreaming, but I had two kids crying right at, you know, the crack of dawn to be breastfed. And those were the times that like, I would quickly forget my dreams, but now that they're six and seven and they're reading their books in the morning, I'm able to slow, like, so much of it is slow, being slow in the morning yeah. and being able before you get out of bed, like before you even get out of bed, before you pick up your phone to just lay in bed for five, 10 minutes and really think about what your dream meant to you. And because you, that's what you gave your attention to in the morning. I feel like throughout the day you get more answers. Um, and so that's been like really key for me. Um, yeah. And uh, we can talk about in a little bit, just some dreams that have come up just since signing up for DreamArc, because I know spirit honored that intention. I know though, you know, I, I, it makes me think of, there's been times in the past where I've, it's been beautiful to ask spirit to speak to me in my dreams, but there's been times in the past where I've said, Aphrodite, please come work on me in my dream, in my sleep. Uh And oh my gosh, I do not get restful sleep when I do that because everything is so active and there's so much spiritual activity. And I'm like, 
Okay, from now on, let's do it during waking hours. So um, I love I love the more gentler version of um, spirit speak to me in my dreams because I actually am able to rest, you know, because you've got to be resting really um, to be able to get that that deep dream state. Um, and you, you brought up creativity and I'd love to hear about how the program also teaches, the dream arc also teaches that a sense of creative play can resolve most of our problems and you know you being a creative yourself I'd love to hear yeah how that can resolve most of our problems I feel like for me it really connects me to my inner child as well yeah, like absolutely. gives the inner child a place to play absolutely a safe place yeah it's a very safe place for the inner child and a lot of us um we're very hard on our inner children yeah you know, we don't take them very seriously we prioritize and, on us. and the, pardon and now and, they're hard on us. And then they they send <laughs> us in order to get our attention, to get yeah. some love. They're testing us like, hey, do you love me or not? Are you going to be here for me or not? Are you going to create that safety for me or not? And, you know, it's kind of interesting because the, the dream arc has a lot to do with discovery and play and creativity. Um, and it is really fun. Like I'm starting to get in myself and I'm starting to feel some of that joy um, mm -hmm. that sometimes I don't feel when I'm like deeply working on something, although I also yeah. do. But it's flow state. Yeah, it's flow state. And it's serious business. It's like <laughs> applying our capacity for play to what's happening in our lives and to what's happening in the world. Just cultivating a playful attitude, mm -hmm. which means we're open to the unknown. Mm -hmm. We're willing to be uncomfortable. We're willing to take risks. We're willing to ask for help when we need it. Uh, creativity allows us to hold paradox. You know, like if you're making a painting, you can have the devil and an angel in that same painting, right? Mm -hmm. And so play allows us to bring in all of those lost parts of the soul and mm -hmm. to be working with them at the same time in the same space and not feel like we have to choose one or the other or prioritize one or the other. We can create a holding space for all of it. Yeah, and it feels, it, it feels like what we paint is kind of like our dream out on paper. And then like, mm -hmm. I, I have a friend that can analyze art by the, like she dissects it into four, you know, and like tells oh, me what part, of my, what part of my psyche. And yeah, yeah it, it, it really is. It's just like dream work. It's so, so interesting. Absolutely. And some people are visually, they're into visually expressing themselves, but we encourage people who are movers to move, who are writers to write, who just, mm -hmm. who experience their creativity just by, uh, oh, we have this wonderful woman named Teresa Collins who makes prayer spirals in the sand on the beach. Mm. And then she invites the community to play inside of those spirals. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. There are so many amazing things that people do. Also, creativity is all about following and trusting the intuition radically. And through doing that over and over again, learning to master the art of trusting. Yeah. Uh, creativity embraces nuance. You know, and if we need anything right now, it's, it's a capacity to be with and celebrate nuance. Yeah. Um, so there are so many things that we do as well, like that, are you know, just, um, oh, I don't really have, I don't have it with me. Oh, we, we're not even on a video, so it doesn't matter so much. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've provided all of the animals for people so that they can print them out, cut them yeah. out, and start playing oh. with their hands. Uh, we encourage people to go out into nature and find objects that mm -hmm. like 
Richard just went out to do his guardian ritual, which is the initial ritual that really starts, that opens the dream arc portal for people, where people mm. call in a guardian and start to wow. create their life web that is like the vessel for the entire experience, almost like a, a game board. And we've created one people can print out and work with, but Richard went into a cave and made it out of sand and little objects that he, he gathered on his way there. You know, an object that looked just like a crocodile, and then that crocodile yeah. was a guardian. Um, we can be, oh, there's, I mean, I, it's limitless. Like, even starting to think about the people in your life as animals. Mm-hmm. Think about your relationships from that from that perspective can be so yeah. healing and creative. Yeah. And so you find creative solutions, right? So if I realize I'm like a puppy and my sister's an old cat, right? Suddenly I can see our dynamics in a completely different, um, uh, from a different prism. And that makes me think, oh, so that's where some of our problems have come up with. Well, if I were with a cat and a puppy, how might I share the same space in a loving way? Suddenly we activate our creative minds. Yeah. So, so I want to get into that, into animal symbolism, because DreamArc teaches that basically what you're saying that every creature of the natural world holds a specific message for us. And I know that, um, you and I both have, I believe a codex of the Fox Mm -hmm. and, you know, I grew up with this affinity for elephants. Like I just wanted to be one so badly. And then once I hit like 28 and I started doing plant medicine, I become the red Fox, like in every single journey. And, and it makes so much sense once I like really dug into the nature of the fox and where I'm at in life right now. Uh, And then, you know, Richard brought up that my, you know, my life purpose is 26, which is the Fox Codex. So, um, and I I believe you said that you've got the line 26 as well. So um, I don't know if you want to use that as an example of how um, this animal and all animals hold a specific message for us. Sure. I'd be happy to. And I just want to say one more thing, like another, like one of the things that I really focused on with the dream arc um, Uh was to come up with experiential invitations for people to integrate, to integrate the messages of the animals and also the themes of the categories. And I know uh, Richard mentioned that, like the messengers, the leapers, the tricksters, the healers, the unifiers, the hunters, the warriors, there's 12 of them. Mm -hmm. And um, what was I going to say about that? was like oh yeah so one of the invitations is to look at one's life in periods of 10 years and think of what animal was at the core of that Mm -hmm. of that 10-year period so I'm just thinking for you too like you've got the elephant you've got the Mm -hmm. fox okay good it's just a fun way to think about like what are the the totem pole yeah yeah exactly the totem pole yeah (laughs) We're, we're trying to stay away from those kind. We don't want to be too culturally appropriating, but yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. That is very, very connected. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I did, because um, you know, no one, no one is like Richard to <laughs> to write about the animals. So I did just pull out a little bit from um, from a few animals, including the fox. So would you like me to just read a little bit from it? Sure. An example of how uh, a message might be uh, relevant to you or anybody else. Yeah, and then the listeners have an example of like what they would get if they looked up an animal. Exactly. Exactly. And I only took I only took part of it. There's more inside of the codex, but this is just a kind of. And I also did the lion if you're interested, and the turtle. Yeah. So turtle and. So I'll tell you really quick. um, The lion. You know, you you brought up how we can dream when we're awake. 
around the time I was 11 or 12, and I, I had a really turbulent um, life uh, as a as a as a child and teenager. And this this was around the time I had my first sexual assault. But you know, around the age 11, I started to have this vision only when I was awake especially when I was singing, I would have this vision that I was on one side of a river. And sometimes I'd be in a beautiful white, you know, flowing white gown, sometimes it would be raggedy and muddy. But I was always on one side of the river. And then there'd be rocks that would get me to the other side. And I'd see the other side, like where I was at was more like kind of like a spooky deer forest. And then the other side, the birds were ecstatic, there were butterflies, the sun was shining. And that was always the same. However, the path across was always different dependent on my life. Sometimes the water was gentle, the stones were smooth that I walked across. Other times the water was really rough and the stones were really ragged. And um, it was, you know, I'd stumble on my way across. But every time when I would get across, every time there'd be this lion there that I would go lay with and it would put its arm around me and, and I felt so safe. And this is when I was 11. I had that vision for, I'm turning 38 this year, I still have that vision. But what's so crazy is I had my son when I was 30, um, so almost 20 years after beginning this vision, Mm -hmm. and when he was a toddler, he would have nightmares of this lion. And, um, you know, I you can figure out your soul tarot card, which I'm not too into tarot cards uh, just yet, but you can figure out your soul tarot by adding up your birth date. And his soul tarot is the strength card, which is the woman laying with the lion. So when I was in my 20s, I came across that tarot card without knowing what tarot even was. And I was like, oh my God, this is my vision. This is me with that lion. And so I started decorating my home with it. I've got the flag hanging in the playroom. Because it, to me, it represents like I, I reached that place of safety. I got across the river. I'm in this peaceful place and I've got my lion. And I, I've never figured out what the lion or who the lion is still now at 38. But it's just so crazy that my firstborn had nightmares of lions. And then his soltero is that card that I decorated my home with because it was this vision I began having 25, 27 years ago. Um and then I, you know, I shared with the listeners that I've, I've always vividly dreamt, but not much with animals. The moment, which is just last Tuesday that I signed up for DreamArc, I haven't even began the course, yeah. signed up. I have had animals in my dreams every single night. Um, I keep having dreams where dogs are in kennels and they can't even mm-hmm. sit down. But they're packed in there mm-hmm. or where I'm sleeping on a shore and like snapping turtles come up and I'm excited to see them, but they're snapping at me yeah. and then where there's a canvas and a fox like jumps onto it. So it's just so interesting how like since yeah. the it's spirit honors intention, like I signed up and now every night there's animals in my dreams. So um, I just wanted to say that before you go into any um, yeah. animal symbolism, just in case any of those come up. Oh my God. So, so beautiful. I'm really, I'm really touched by that story. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really beautiful. I got a little teary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it makes me think, consider lion is potentially one of your guardians. And clearly, clearly. And the lion is one of the 12 guardians inside of the dream arc when you go in there. It used Um, to make me think I was supposed to date Leo's, but that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow and it's powerful that your son is also working with this archetype 
you know, yeah. from a different perspective, but they're clearly connected. And it, yeah. it just sounds like it's so, it's, um, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, really, that doesn't so make sense that it could be the guardian. Yeah, it, well, clearly the line is one of your guardians. Whether it's going to be the guardian that you choose to to work with to help you set your intention for the for this dream arc adventure, this journey that you're going on, you'll feel you'll feel it out. You'll trust your intuition and see what happens because it's possible. The line is so integrated inside of you now. You've been holding her, holding him for 20 years. Yeah. And, and they've been holding you as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But clearly, that is such a beautiful guardian symbol. Yeah. And I love that you had that dream. And you keep going back to the same place. But the path across the river was different. But each time you were received in the loving embrace. Yeah. Of the, of the beautiful lion. So let me just share what Richard said about the lion. Just... Okay. Um, just, just because. Okay. And then you'll see what it does for you, right? Because this is what it is. It's a conversation. The dream arc is a conversation with life. It's a conversation with the trees, with our dreams, with each other, with our ancestors, with with the spirit world, with yes. ourselves. It's that's what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. And you're just starting this particular journey, but you've been on this for a very long time. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um, all right. So like I said, the lion is one of the guardians. It's a life key. I know that Richard talked about there being three different um, keys in relation to each of the gene keys, which are connected to the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. And here mm -hmm. we're connecting the life key with the mammal realm, our gifts that we bring. And uh, that's what the line is connected to. And just, just to kind of repeat, the, the fear keys are the underworld creatures. These are the insects, the snakes, the reptiles, the fish, uh, the plankton. Um, and these are connected to our fears, which are like the seeds out of which our gifts grow. And then mm -hmm. the, our uh, experiences of universal love emerge. And then yeah. we have the birds that are the upper world creatures and the vision keys. This is where we kind of bring in vision. I just thought I'd put that in there in case people mm -hmm. hear this before they hear Richard's. Okay. And then every, I'll just say one more thing too, just to kind of slip it in there is that every animal has two partners. Oh, so I didn't know that. Right, right. So this is, so like the life key like if we have a lion, it has two partners, the flamingo, which is the bird, the vision key that goes with the lion and the salmon, which is the underworld uh, creature that goes with the lion too. So I'm just giving that to you in case they enter your dreams or they, they cause you to start thinking about other things, because sometimes it's really helpful to start looking at three animals together as a healing wholeness that they each bring uh, a message for us that we need for our own healing process. Okay. Okay. So the meaning, here's what I chose um, from the lion in terms of meaning. As possibly the most recognized of all symbols, the lion holds a special key within the animal codex. The lion's obvious aura of strength and majesty is well known, and these gifts are indeed the legacy that comes with the lion's symbol. However, the lion's key is really about acceptance. Unless one can accept everything about oneself and others, one can never really find one's inner power, and therefore one can never really know love. Mm -hmm. If the lion is one of your symbols, then acceptance is your path. You must accept your own fears, and you must go deeply into your own humanity before you can hope to find inner transcendence. 
This mm. is a path requiring deep courage because whatever life throws at you, you must embrace it as an aspect of yourself, which is what you already shared with me. As in many of the myths connected to lions, you must sacrifice outer power in order to gain the true power, which is love. Mm. And then I, I also have a guidance message there, but I, I just, I don't know if you want to share anything. I was even thinking about your son and his fear dreams and that you are the mother, the woman yeah. with the lion. And yeah, so if anything comes up for you, I'd be curious to hear. Yeah, I think I have to sit with it. Uh, yeah. I need the art of contemplation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is though. Like yeah. we need to be patient with ourselves. Yeah. And trust that this is an unfolding journey. And I like that Richard said it might take him a year to do the dream arc. I feel like it could take me three years or my life. Mm -hmm. So the guidance from the lion, I just took two different parts out because I think that that speaks a little bit to the ancestral piece as well. Mm -hmm. I am lion. Long ago in a time forgotten, we lions walked alongside you humans. We shared our lives and spaces. We lived as one family as friends and equals. A deep sadness has fallen across our mother's face since then, for it was written that we should all be parted from each other for a great stretch of time. As lion, we too fell from our higher role among the creatures of Gaia. The great task of renewal was gifted to humanity until each of you has realized your true nature and healed the division within the children of Gaia will not be reunited. It is with a heavy heart I share this secret with you now. And yet the, the time is now coming. The great change is upon us. Your task now is to rediscover the vast love that lies in the heart of your being, in the heart of all beings. You are a vessel of this awakening. You are the light of the ages. Your task is to rekindle this solar flame and bring it to us. My news is therefore great news. Every human has the heart of a lion. So mm. dig deep and cast out the shadows that prevent you from claiming your, claiming your birthright, your magnificence. Only you stand in your own way. You cannot blame another. So. I love that. Yeah, it's really what's so needed in the world right now because it's everything's so polarizing, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, because I'm on the spectrum, I have extra adrenochrome in my brain, which mm -hmm. means that like people with extra adrenochrome tend to constantly look for problems to solve, mm. which is great for um, self-inquiry and growth, but not always uh, the most fun in relationships, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that definitely, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting with everything that you said about the lion. Um, what did you want to say about Fox? And then we can move on to. Um... Okay. So I'll say something about the Fox here. Okay. Um, Richard. Um, okay. So the Fox is a trickster. Mm-hmm. And the, it's a life key because it's a mammal and it's it's all about sacred artfulness. And it's two partners, just so you know, are the chameleon and the merlin, the bird. Well, I am a chameleon. Okay, so this is this is a little shorter, but it's wonderful. Okay. To work with Fox, you are invited to contemplate those things and people you find offensive and abhorrent. Look deep within them. Heal back the illusion of the ugly, and you will see the immortal, innocent child hidden within. 
learn to look at the world in this way. Leave nothing or no one untouched. This is very connected to what you just said about the way that your your body is honed in on, on what's missing. This is, mm -hmm. um, leave nothing or no one untouched. Anywhere you see negativity, look deeper until you find the spirit and higher purpose, until you realize that is you. Out of this profound, compassionate understanding, your entire life's work will unfold, and it is your life's work. And then look at the things you find special, your gods, your gurus, your holy objects and places. Are they any more worthy than the lowest of the low? Is not the holiest place the one where you find the greatest disease, distaste, and suffering? Go to such places internally and perhaps even externally. Meditate there. Offer, offer sacred abulitions in such places where spirit has been forgotten, in supermarkets, in slums, in toilets, in patrol stations. Offer kindness to the dejected. Look at life with new eyes. Allow yourself to be utterly transformed. Turn your life upon its head. Then and only then may you count yourself a clan member of the fox. Oh my God, this is so my life's work. It's like, I, I couldn't, I have not read it yet. And I'm glad because uh, I'm, I'm glad to receive it from you. It's, uh, it's so my life's work because, uh, you know, as a tantrika as well, like the whole point of Tantra is to find God in everything, that everything has wisdom, everything has consciousness that, uh, you know, you go into the dark places, you go into the taboo and you find God there. And it's so like lovely to think of that when it comes to certain things. But can we think of that when it comes to the super religious dogmatic person that you feel is making God small and you feel is, is, um, uh, policing the way you worship, you know, like, can you, can you apply it to even that? And so, yeah, this is so much my work and I've, you know, this work, uh, this year, I feel like every year spirits like, Hey, do you want to work on this? This is your path this year. And this uh -huh. year it was healing my religious uh, wounding because mm -hmm. I was adopted into a really religious family. And there was a, so much religious trauma. And, um, uh, I just started to realize this year, how much that, uh, really needs to be healed, especially if I'm wanting to work uh, with people and healing their relationship with God and connecting them to God, whether that's through sex or dream work or whatever it is, how can I do that if I carry this religious wounding, you know, that, so that's so much, I feel like the Fox's mm -hmm. work. Uh, so I'm really, really thankful. And I, uh, yeah, I'm curious, cause you said it could be in 10 year increments. Um, I'm curious you know, I feel like this, this is going to take me a while. <laughs> well, I'm really, love. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm so excited to dig in. Um, I have a personal question, but also for the listeners who are curious mm -hmm. about the program with this codex that you're reading and the artwork, can they buy like something that's sent to them in physical form? Or is it only on the website that they look it up? Okay, so we are currently working on publishing the book and the deck so that okay, cool. people can have that. But that is going to be a little while. So right now it exists online yeah. in this course so people can access the codex in a, in a really good way. Like there's, 
that's where Elijah the Wizard comes in. He makes it so easy. You can search for different things and it's yeah. just really accessible. And then we also made sure that everybody has all of the images so that they can print them out. I can just, I'll just show you. I'm just showing her, you know, like pictures so people can print yeah. them out, cut them out and create their own mm-hmm. in the wrong direction. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, and then, um, I love that snake. Yeah, so, <laughs> so people will get all of it and they can create their own deck while we're making the new one yeah awesome okay cool yeah and there's so much there's just so much in this course I I just I want to give a special shout out to the wisdom keepers who have joined us oh yeah grandmother Flor de Mayo uncle from Greenland you'll you'll learn all about it Mm -hmm. and then um really just it's it's really a gift yeah. For all of us, for me. I feel like it's yeah. a good for me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so thankful for your work of connecting us to our own inner wisdom keeper as well. I, mm-hmm. I have multiple guides that show up for me, but I know they're really my inner wisdom keeper. So I'm thankful for the work that you do in that. Um, I want to check in with you on time. Uh, uh, it's like 10 minutes, about another 10 minutes, okay? Does that feel good? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, to, so I love, those were perfect examples of how, animals carry specific messages I like they cut me to the core so but um to close off before we go into the lightning round I wanted to just ask two quick questions um a bit I'm sure it is related uh but not so much to dream uh, and animal symbolism one is the uh you know it's still a core teaching of the dream work is that a spirit of generosity creates the ripples of unexpected miracles all around us so I talked a little bit about that with um with Richard, but I'd love to hear anything that you have to say. Because uh, I feel like generosity is just, it's so healing. It is what we are. You know, yeah. like, you know, is anything more, is anything more generous than our bodies or mm-hmm. the nature itself? You know, gener- generosity is, is existence all the time, right? So it's really just about, uh, you know, because we think about generosity as like, oh, I'm going to do something for somebody. You know, but it's kind of, it's kind of like if you think about the one body. I remember I think Ram Dass used to talk about this. You know, it's not like the the hand is like begging the other hand to go to the refrigerator to open it so it can grab some food, right? That we're all parts of the same body. Yeah, and like if one foot gets injured, the other foot picks up the weight. It's just natural. It's just natural. It yeah. is generosity is the way of things when we are living in a state of unification, when we honor that we are forever connected and that your suffering is my suffering, what I have belongs to you. And so I think it's at the root of of the dream arc in that it's it's everywhere, you know, and then you can look at it in terms of like creativity is infinitely generous. It's a generous process. Mm -hmm. The inner child, when we really love the inner child, all the inner child wants to do is give. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Celebrate. Yeah. And celebrate. Yeah. Which is a huge form of giving a huge form of generosity. Um, When we really love and accept ourselves, we just beam out an energy that the people in our field feel. We don't even have to do anything. We just need to be inspired in in order to be inspiring. And then, of course, there are, you know, more, you know, the the ways that we think about generosity in terms of uh, getting involved, getting engaged in this world. And and at different times, there are going to be different things that are called out from us, which is why I love these categories so much, because Mm -hmm. sometimes, we need to focus on unification, which means, for example, for you, maybe it means going to a church. Like maybe when you're in the unification uh, 
uh, module, you will be invited to have conversations with people who you would normally consider um, connected to that which wounded you. Mm -hmm. and, to, and to engage in those communications in a different way, with a different stance, maybe with the lion at your back and the fox right next to you, and yeah. feeling the support of the animals as you start to open up even more um, to those relationships with, with people that where there are some pockets of trauma and some pain and wounding that needs to be released for you to fully step into your life's work. Yeah. But maybe you're in the warriors, uh, the warriors module, and it's really about speaking your truth. It's about standing up and saying that is not okay. It's about mm -hmm. feeling your no, uh, mm -hmm. calling something out, being a whistleblower, mm -hmm. right? There might be times when we're called to, and that's a form of generosity, right? That's a form of generosity. Um, there might be times when you're in the healing uh, module, and it's about self-healing, being generous with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about doing a cleanse. It's about gathering uh, vegetables or making your home beautiful, or it's about healing others, taking your tantric capacities and really um, just giving with the full and open heart, which you're already doing, but doing it even more, you know? So, and then, you know, we have the wisdom keepers who are all involved in, in incredible work in the world. Like I've been involved with uh, Samson Tornawe in Uganda, who um, I'm on the board of a human rights organization, they're doing amazing work. So if people are to do the dream arc and they connect deeply with one of the wisdom keepers or one of our contributors who's mm -hmm. doing really beautiful work in the world, the invitation is to yeah. get involved, to learn more, trust what lights each person up, right? Because yeah. each of us is going to respond differently. Mm -hmm. And if we're all doing what lights us up, then the world will get everything it needs. Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. need everything, right? So that's, that's a part of the dream arc as well. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Beautifully said. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So uh, I don't know. You can tell me if you feel we have time for this, but you bridge human design and gene keys, um, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So I've always had a hard time with human design because I feel <laughs> like I'm in a box. Like I feel like this is who you are and it feels very masculine to me and gene keys. Yeah. Not to say that it's feminine, but it's just, it's so fluid. And I feel like, uh, like I feel so expansive. And that's really how my body tells me yes or no, is I feel a contraction or expansion. Yeah. It's not to say that human design is junk in any way, but it just feels like I've not felt drawn to it. And Gene no. Keys, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's like. It, Butter. I mean, yeah. And Butter. so I'd love to hear how you bridge it. Okay. And how it seems like you use them both in your own life. Yeah, I do. I, I will say like over time, I'm getting less and less systematized, like mm -hmm. and more and more just in the moment and the fluidity. Um, mm -hmm. But I will. Yeah. Human design was a huge opening for me, not because I was particularly attracted to it either. Like when I when I saw it, I saw someone's body graph. And I'm like, that looks very angular and sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw like the, the type and the strategy and the words. I'm like, I, it wasn't my, my language, mm -hmm. but intuitively I felt drawn to it. I had to learn more yeah. mm -hmm. and I had a reading and it really opened things up for me. And I'm always thinking like, I, I'm exactly like you. It's like, does this open me? Does it expand me? Does it make me feel more free? Mm -hmm. Or is this, or is this system like having a contra contracting uh, yeah. on me. Are, are you a projector real quick? Sorry. No, no. Manifesting okay. generator. Okay. Yeah. I'm a generator. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
this is a long time ago. This is, I don't know, like 16 years ago or something like that. But I will say that Richard Rudd was very big into the human design. I don't yeah. Know if it. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I loved his books. I loved the books that he wrote about human design, which is why I always kept my eye out for him. Like I, I knew that the Gene Keys were being percolated on when it was just like a coming soon website. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I find that human design, when practiced with love and openness, and um, creativity, because I always infuse creativity into anything I do, is a wonderful spiritual practice of decision making. Like mm. it's it's very very practical, mm-hmm. very it helpful practical. for people. Um, as long as we're not boxing ourselves in. I mean, but yeah. you know, people can box themselves in with anything. They can do it with gene keys too. They're like, oh, I'm a line four, therefore blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's like we can get lost in the numbers. We all can get lost yeah. in the numbers. Mm-hmm. And the Jinkies is so much more poetic. Uh, it it, it uh, expands into the gifts. I think human design is very good at describing shadow expression. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what does this gate look like in its shadowy expression? Because mm-hmm. I think in some ways, uh, Ra Uruhu, the man who brought right. human design into the world, he he considered himself a depressed Buddhist. Um. And I think some of his energy, of course, comes through in the languaging. But yeah. if the intuition speaks to it and people feel drawn to it, then, you know, I suggest you find people who are vessels for that system mm-hmm. that speak in a language that that connects with you. And so, like, I, I taught, I've, I've written a couple books on human design. I taught about it. I talk about, uh, I talk about it in a very feminine way. I include uh, psychology. I include gene please. I include expressive arts. It's mm-hmm. all about flowering we are designed to blossom for me it's a it's a I try to feminize it for my own sake and for the people who are drawn to working with me but right now I'm not doing so much human design other than I'm living it without even thinking about it yeah like your dream you know getting from one side of the river to the other it's like what a buddha say you know you need you need a raft to take you from one side to the other but once you've gotten to the other side you don't need need the raft yeah right so the human design system was a fantastic raft for me Mm -hmm. i think i still use it all the time as an inner compass trusting yeah but the gene keys is like it's the glitter, it's the depth, it's the love, it's the poetry, it's the archetypes, it's it's the deep meaning, it's the synthesizing of, of multiculturalism and uh, spirituality and psychology and sociology. It just, it brings in so much. And I'm such a yeah. synthesizer that, you know, I'm very drawn to synthesizing mm-hmm. bodies of wisdom. And, you know, I've, I've also um, had dreams many years ago that that led me to know that I belonged with the Jinkies. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams of numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And not to like poo poo on um, human design, because I know it works really well for a lot of people and it really helps advance their lives um, and their own evolution. I just was so curious your perspective um, because I read that you bridged them and I, that was my struggle. And so I'm, (laughs) thank you for sharing yours and it sounds very similar. So um yeah i'm happy to send you some books if you want like that show a little bit about how i'm bridging them yeah yeah just you a little bit of a different language that'd be awesome thank you so there's a few short questions i like to ask everyone who comes on the show Mm -hmm. the first is if you could hug your younger self right now what would you say okay um can i tell you something funny like when you when you asked me that question 
I was having like, what am I, I was just feeling nervous about this interview. So I called my sister and I said, what would you tell my inner child? Okay. <laughs> and I yeah. think well, maybe that one of the first things is like, ask for help if you need it. You're not alone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you don't have to do this all on your own. That's you know, really that's, good. Yeah. And then I'll tell you what she said for me. She said, yeah. she wrote me, she said, and this is for my inner child and maybe for other people's. She said, it's so safe to be seen. You are more than enough. It's important that you shine in your own unique way. You have a right to be here exactly as you are. You're playing a divine part in a sacred symphony. We are all part of a universal heartbeat. You have everything you need just when you need it. What an amazing sister. I have the best sister. Her name is Marilee Aronson. She's a multicultural psychologist. And, uh, oh, my God. I love yeah. that. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to be seen. Yes. So beautiful. Yay. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Yeah. So, okay. Gene Keys and the Art of Contemplation, that's a given. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one that came to me just intuitively was uh, Horton, Here's a Who by Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's something about everybody's voice matters. Like, even though we think we're nothing and we can't make a difference. Um, and I think a lot of us get into that space sometimes. We all matter. And I just love that story so much. So that was the one that came to me. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. If you could whisper one phrase, everyone on the planet, what would it be? Well, again, the first thing that came to me was, we're in this together. Yeah, mm -hmm. we yeah. are. We're yeah, and if we remember yeah. that, it would change everything. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, before I let you go, where can people find you online? Uh, my website is wisdomkeepers.net. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, dream, the dreamark.com. I'll be there too. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, I, you know, I haven't been so good at social media, but I've got an Instagram account. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Thank ways. you so much. Thank you yeah. so much. You were wonderful. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, I really, really enjoyed her energy. She did. She really felt like you know, she carries the energy of that wisdom keepers that she, you know, she's created the Oracle and, and um, written about and teaches like she I, f I really felt that energy from her. And she just I know you guys couldn't see the video, but she just, you know, she really had a radiance about her as well. And I'm sure you felt that through the audio. Uh, if you're intrigued by the course, my affiliate link is Jean Keys starts with a G, G-E-N-E, genekeys.com forward slash the dash dream dash arc, which is A-R-C, forward slash R-E-F, forward slash 1707. So that's also in the show notes, which should be easy for you to find. It's also in my Instagram link bio. Uh, I, I do get like a little cut every time you purchase it, every time someone purchases it, which uh, really helps me in monetizing, you know, this podcast and, you know, getting my kids in Montessori and all that stuff. So super duper thankful for everyone that uses the affiliate code that signs up. But they also have, um, like I said, at the top of the show, they have the Venus program. They have so many programs. But right now, and I, I plan on taking the Venus in the future because it's the deepest program that they have, uh, like you talked about in last week's episode. 
when it comes to our triggers and our our trauma and how we show up in the world. But I'm currently in the dream arc and am so excited to be engaging in the forum and just, uh, I, I mean, to me, this is also magical. You know, it's almost like this, it, you guys know, if you've listened to the show long enough that I love plant medicine. And this is to me kind of like a slow drip of ayahuasca. So <laughs> I am so excited to be doing it. If you sign up, please let me know. And we can, uh, you know, be in each other's dream pod, which is where we can kind of, um, yeah, I, if you listen to Richard's episode, he talks about how when you take it with friends, it's a lot more fun because you, you kind of like create this dream pod and, and discuss your dreams together. So let me know. And uh, yeah, the rest of our affiliates, you've got dameproducts.com, code Jade gets you 15% off. My favorite is the air. It's the A-E-R. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. And it will be multiple times, I promise you. It is so amazing. And I like to pair it with either my pleasure wand or my cervical wand or my yoni egg from wands.com, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. Code Jade gets you a discount there as well. And then CBD, all things CBD at directhemp.com. Code Jade for a discount. And lastly, higher dose infrared products. I am, as soon as I hit the button to end this recording, getting in my sauna blanket, I take a binder, I take charcoal, 30 minutes prior. So if you heard a gulp during this episode, it's because I was getting my charcoal done. And then uh, I get in my sauna blanket and it not only it's infrared, so it's not only healing for the skin and so many other things, parasites, like it does so much the infrared on its own. But I'm also I'm, I'm wrapped up in the sauna blanket that gets to like 175 degrees. And I can't believe I'm doing it because I live in Texas and it's already 105 out. But it's it does wonders for for detoxing so many things. And, you know, I used, I lived in mold last year, and this is one of the most healing things that I've been able to, to do for myself. So um, they also have an infrared face mask and a grounding mat. I mean, so many amazing products on there. And the two women who created it are amazing. So that's code Jade75 for $75 off any product. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. If this is like a show that you stumbled upon. I would love it if you hit subscribe so you wouldn't miss any future episodes. And it would also mean so much if you would leave a review. If everyone that listened to this episode left a review, it would do wonders for this podcast. All you have to do is hit the five star. You don't even have to type something out. You can if you want to. It means a lot to me, but just hitting the five star would be so beneficial for me. So thank you so, so much for taking that second. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.